We have a lot of videos of the podcast and various other tutorials on YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash YouTube. Happy mixing and enjoy the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earned from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Podcast. I am your host DK, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, La 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 Lemon Lou. Lemon flavored no Lou. Flames on me. Yeah, Lemon <laughs> Lemon Lou. Lemon flavored Lulu Lulu Lemon. Oh God. Lemon. Yeah, any of those. Any of those work. I just wasted three good nicknames that we could have stretched out for another three episodes oh whatever all you have to do is just take those and splice them into the next episodes that's right (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh welcome back to the mixing music podcast i'm so glad thank you so much for listening i i failed to say this every episode but we're really really grateful for anybody that takes the time to tune in to subscribe to our youtube channels or to subscribe on anywhere that you listen to podcasts if you if you've been leaving five star ratings and reviews on apple podcast spotify wherever you listen to music we see every single one of them and we really really appreciate you and want to give you a virtual hug uh (laughs) and a big thank you but this episode today is going to be quick short and easy recently lou and i we've been in grind mode so we've been uh, if you've noticed uh lou has been grinding by making more content and i've been grinding and thus unfortunately unable to make as much content as i usually do we basically Um, traded places for a little bit (laughs) we did we did for this month um But here's the good news is that we have a great episode for y'all, and it's specifically about the importance of working faster with your DAW. Now, this don't don't leave yet. This is actually a very important topic. And the reason why I want to talk about this is one, I've noticed and recognized and have watched, observed many other engineers, both in a professional setting as well as potentially in a lesson setting or any in many other settings as well, intern setting or, or student teacher setting, whatever. Um, many, many people are not as fast with their DAWs or using their DAWs and mousing around using their keyboard with their DAW of choice as much as they should be. 
And there, this is not a big deal. Like, honestly, if you have to click the menu, files, edit, and do, you know, instead of just doing command Z, you do like file undo every single time. That's your, that's not a big deal. But the reason why it is important at getting fast with your DAW is because every time that you go slowly, you're losing inspiration. Every moment lost or every time that you're focused is pulled away from the song and the mix and into how the DAW works, you are making your song worse. And it sounds worse. You're getting out of your head. You're getting out of the zone. Or sorry, you're getting in your head and you're getting out of the zone and you're spending emotional energy on something that should come naturally. Now, this is something that um, I think is a big deal, and I think it's genuinely hurting more people than than it real they realize. And more often than not, this is actually extremely common, even among people that are well experienced. I've seen people, um, and and I'm not. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on with what I was about to say. But uh, Lou, any thoughts Yo. about why learning how to work with your DAW fast? is important what's at stake yeah sure uh two things your finances and inspiration not just your own but of the artist now this is kind of the funny thing let's let's talk about this realistically speaking on the finances side if you're trying to be a professional if you're trying to be taken seriously if you're trying to get into bigger rooms one thing is people want to see the value that they pay for so if you're not as fast or as efficient in retaining somebody's inspiration or level of creativity throughout a session even if it's just because you have to keep mousing around the entire DAW to do something, then I'm sorry, you're not going to get the call back. I'm definitely somebody who's a stickler about this. Uh, one of my favorite things is to actually train our interns to be faster and faster and put them in the hot seat in front of each other so they can see, hey, if you're doing it too slow, I'm going to point it out and I'm going to make you do it again. We're going to practice it. We're going to keep running it around. Why? Because all of the interns that end up getting really fast at it end up getting picked up by an artist, getting invited to sessions that are not just in our own studio, but they get taken other places because they're like, yo, you are fast. You know what you're doing. I feel so good around you because like I can get these ideas. And if I need another take, it's fast. Like within a second, you've got me back into the same spot I was in. Like, I like the way you have my vocals stacked up and organized. So like when I say, hey, let me get that line like, you know, you're quickly on it. It's it's because people get organized. And forget about the templates thing. You know, it's knowing your DAW. Let's say you didn't have your template. Let's say you forgot your USB drive at home. This is a new client and you've got five minutes before they arrive. If you can build your own template from scratch into your DAW and just make it something that you can work quickly in, then you're already worth a lot more money because you're at least mentally prepared versus physically prepared. But retaining the artist's inspiration, their creativity is so critical in a session if you're an engineer that... If you lose their inspiration because you're too slow, they're kind of pushing for you to keep moving faster, then you're not going to get the callback. In fact, they might leave mid-session. One second, DK. Sorry. And this is actually really, really important because Lou just left the room, so I'm going to kind of fill the space here. But I'm going to piggyback on exactly what Lou was saying. It's people will lose the vibe. So, for example, in specifically in tracking People, if you're not recording fast enough and the client is waiting on you to hit the record button or find where you're at in the song, that's going to kill the vibe and the artist might get frustrated. On the opposite hand, if you do a great job and you and you record really, really fast and really efficiently and you're always ready for the artist whenever and you show them, maybe they actually watch you use the keyboard and mouse and see how quickly you're using your software, that in itself is is very 
it instills a lot of confidence in the customer, in the client. It shows that you do not waste time, that you're you're trying to give them the most bang for buck, and that you're very skilled at what you do. I don't know anything else that instills more confidence than being able to do the work quickly, efficiently, and well. Now, I, something that we the idea that we've brought up in the past in previous episodes is the idea of treating your doll like an instrument. If oh, you yeah. decide to be a recording engineer or, or a mixing engineer, it doesn't matter. Um, learning how to use the DAW. People ask me all the time, DM me all the time, DK, how, when did you learn Pro Tools? How did you learn Pro Tools? And the honest answer that I have is I don't remember because learning how to use my instrument of choice was such a little and small part of my life had such little impact because the most important part and the times that I spent the most is after I've already learned how to do it. I don't really remember learning Pro Tools because there was no other choice and I didn't have a plan B. And it was that was it. And, and, I, and I remember like the first three to six months Googling every single problem that I came across and having to study it. But it was like, the honestly speaking, that was such an insignificant time because I eventually, really quickly, I prioritized learning how to use my DAW and I practiced it every single day that not knowing how to use the DAW was a very insignificant time in my life. It was very short, three to six months maximum. I doubt it was even six months. And so I see these people on the internet that I observe and they're lacking confidence potentially in themselves and the mixes that they're doing or, or in the room they're, they're making the client upset and they're not the happiest of clients. It's almost always the speed of the DAW and how yeah. quickly you use the DAW. If you're not mixing well, it might be because you're spending too much time on how this plugin works, the technology side of it. It's plug-in, and you're trying to figure out how to use it, and you've just been putting compressors on things because someone on YouTube told you to, or you think DK and Lou told you to, but you didn't. You misinterpreted what we've been saying. You better be <laughs> doing it. You better be. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, but honestly speaking, it's just a lack of experience. Your DAW Pro Tools should be like an instrument. Like oh, yeah. for for a jazzer, they're able to have conversations with other jazzers, and they say that improvising is like having a conversation on stage with musical instruments. That's what a DAW should be like for you. Like you should be so well practiced at your DAW that how you use your DAW is not even a process of the brain that you use. It's such a habit. Like how your DAW works is so ingrained in your brain that you actually use zero percent processing when you have to figure out how to do something because you already done it so many times and you know how to use it. So there's a few ways that I recommend doing this and practicing this that I recommend for anybody, whether you're working in a current DAW that you've been using for years and you, you assume you're pretty fast in that, let me guarantee you, you're probably not, <laughs> especially if you haven't been tracking like in LA or if you haven't been mixing. I, there are, I, I'm also a freak of nature. I don't think that people should be mixing as fast as me. I'm one of those typing at 110 words per minute, freaks of nature, all, born on a computer, and been using a mouse and keyboard since I was two. So, like, don't compare your level of speed to me. <laughs> I'm going to be faster than you always. And Lou's going to be faster than you always. But uh, um, do there's a few techniques that we use that I think genuinely help. A few ideas here. Number one is printing out. Yes, I'm saying print out a bunch of the most important shortcuts. I'm not saying, especially if you're a Pro Tools user, not every single shortcut is actually usable. What I do recommend is printing out all like 20 pages of shortcuts and highlighting the ones that you use every single day without the shortcut. Oh, yeah. And, and don't ever use the mouse and click and edit windows ever again. Go out of your way 
to use the shortcuts. So, yeah. Lou, have you ever had a phase when you were learning Pro Tools or another DAW that you had to study shortcuts? Yes. Actually, when I went to school, they made it a point to create a test where if you used your mouse, you failed. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. Crazy. So uh, one of the te- one of the intern lessons that we did for our class here at the studio was I made everybody learn how to track, drop the track, playlist, everything and start new without using the mouse. If they use the mouse, they had to start over. And that's actually a really big thing because I'm not going to lie. It's not that you shouldn't be mousing around. It's that you should be a lot more decisive. If you know your shortcuts that well, you'd be surprised how fast you move at second nature thought. When you're mousing around, you have to think like one pace at a time. I I would recommend the first set of um, the first set of shortcuts that you learn are editing functions. Oh, yeah. Cut. Oh, yeah. Fade. Blend. Edit fades. Things of that nature. Going what is it? ASDF, uh, fa- uh, cut to left, A, cut to right, S, yeah, And it's D, different for every left, single DAW, F, but these, these quick editing things are extremely important and usually are single click or key moves. There's also a bunch of smaller things in Pro Tools where the shortcut is a click menu. So, for example, one thing that I can think of off the top of my mind is ever since a few years ago, and if you're not on this train, you're way behind because this was an update that was done like four or five years ago, if I'm not mistaken. But before in Pro Tools, if you wanted to do an aux return, whether that's a bus or a send of some uh, return of some kind for like a reverb or an effect, you had to create an aux bus, go to the send, uh, send the, use the, you know, audio track and create a send. Uh, assign it to a bus, go back to the aux, input, change the input, assign the input of that bus to the sent bus from the audio track, and then go to the output. So you have to do all of this. And you renamed it. That is some bullshit. Like, all of that just takes so much time. Ever since a few years ago, Pro Tools Now, if you go to select on a send, at the very bottom, instead of assigning a bus, at the very bottom, it says, in fact, I can do it right now. Actually, I cannot because I'm in the middle of recording. But it says create new track. And what it does yep. is you can actually automatically create and instantly rename an aux send, so a bus. Really easy to do. And you can do that both from the output assignment or a send assignment. So extremely easy to do. Those are the type of shortcuts that honestly s- saves you so much time. Actually, One of my favorite that- ones... Go ahead. Yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite ones has always been from when I was doing a lot more bands than I do. Like I do a lot more bands back in the day than I do now. But when tracking like live bands, you're dealing with like custom cues, right? Like the drummer always wants something different than the vocalist and blah, blah, blah. I believe the shortcut is option command G or no option command H. And basically what that does is you can actually have your faders be mirrored onto the sends. This is extremely good if you're doing like custom parallel sends and all that, where maybe you want to do like a parallel bus compressor and everything, and you want the snare to hit a little bit harder than your actual mix does into it, then you can actually just have it mirror your current mix onto the sends instead of just creating a send, unity, everything, and doing one by one. You can actually have it duplicate onto any specific send you want. You can have it mirror all the automation if you want all the panning to be mirrored and everything. So let's say you're doing crazy automation in the mix, but it's not being relayed into the cues. You can actually have it mirror all of what you've done in the actual mix. But when it came to recording with bands, that one shortcut made 10 minutes of work go away per artist. So I saved like 45 minutes learning a shortcut. That's great. That's amazing. And what the second reason why you want to 
or actually the first again the first tip to learn shortcuts is to study them yeah. study shortcuts stuff wait sorry let me rephrase that tip number 1 to getting faster with your daw is study your shortcuts this is incredibly important the way that i did it again print them out highlight the ones that you want to use go out of your way to use them there's so many other secrets you should also number 2 maybe observe other people using your daw Watch yes. YouTube videos, go into sessions, uh, assist, intern, shadow somebody else, watch their workflow and their process and steal parts of their workflow that is faster and better than yours subjectively. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is really important. We've seen, I've seen a lot of engineers where honestly they're slower than me and I've seen a lot of engineers that are way better or faster than me, or maybe sometimes it's not even faster, it's slower, but it's way more organized, which ends up saving me time in the long run. So there's like, everybody has different habits and different workflows. It's really a good idea to create your own workflow by observing others. Now, this is one of those things where like, you mostly catch on. Historically, people have caught on to these different workflows by assisting for somebody else. And the cool news is that with Mix with the Masters and YouTube and various other things, we can watch these top tier engineers and producers use their DAWs in ways that we've never thought to use them before. And we can actively curate our own workflow. This is one of the ways I've seen important. this kind of hit the market recently is, um, and I even started doing this. I actually had a couple of clients ask me about this in the past and I now made it a actual selectable service on my site, but you actually will see companies now pop up where they're like, Hey, if you're looking to get better at your doll, looking to get better at your mixes, send us your song. We will mix it for you on video and make it a tutorial. That's one option for people. There's people that use FL Studio that ask me like, hey, do you teach FL? I'm like, nope. Nope. No, but I do, I do, I do know that. this website that they'll work on your song, your beats, your specific genre. It's all your sound. And you could pay them to teach you. Like, it's a worthwhile investment in that direction. Like, I'm sorry. I can't teach every doll. I can only teach what I know. But, you know get a mentor, get a tutor, get something. If you have a hard time learning from like videos, if you learn more by sitting down with somebody, get a tutor. There's tutors in every city. Absolutely. This, I think this is really important because you need to observe other people do it. And, and I know there are some people, actually many people listening right now that haven't watched another person do a session in a long time, especially people that are really experienced you, I know it's boring, and I know if you haven't been getting enough sleep, you might fall asleep <laughs> watching them work on a session, right? It's because it's way more fun to do it yourself than to watch someone else do it. But it is very crucial, very vital, and luckily we have the internet where you can actually watch other people do it without having to pay them, without having to shadow them, without having to go through that process, no matter where you live. So there's no excuses there. Uh, yeah. To finalize and finish, you know, put a cap on Tip number two, um, this is a really quick way that this happened for me. I had workflows. I watched Leslie Brathwaite and his workflows. That influenced my workflows. I moved to L.A. with Lou and um, watching Lou track vocals specifically. Uh, Lou, you you track vocals in a way that a lot of people do in L.A., but I've never seen before in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like watched him and I was surprised. Like, what's going on here? This is totally different from what I've seen anybody do. Um, and the reason why so many cats do it out here in LA is because it's so much faster. And I recommend, and I've actually made a YouTube video all about how to do that really, really fast. And I actually reference Lou's free vocal template as well for Pro Tools. 
And you should get, just go check out that video on YouTube, how to record vocals really fast, DK mixes. But anyway, before we get into tip number three, I want to take a minute right here to talk about our sponsors for this episode. Number one, thank you so much for subscribing to the Mixing Music Podcast. We, If you like this podcast and you want three times the amount of episodes all about exclusive technical tips about how to use your plugins and how microphones work or how DAWs work and how mixing works and different different tips that you could actually take away and learn, I recommend you go to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive where you can sign up for exclusive episodes of the podcast for $4 a month or $40 a year. And once again, that's three times the amount of episodes at mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Number two, Lou and I uh, are mixing and mastering engineers. If you need a mix or a master, hit up DK Mixes on Instagram at DK Mixes or at Mastered by Lou on Instagram. Hit us a DM, say that you're looking for some work. Uh, we'll give you a discount if you're interested in working with us for mixing in our mastering. And uh, one of the things that I offer, actually tapping on what you were saying before, one of the things that I offer actually is, is I've had actually like three or four people ask me this in the last year. But if you ask me to record the mixing session, I've done that many times, like yeah. three or four times this last year. Like I'll just record it. I may not like make a lesson out of it, but I'll record the entire process and send you the video because I could do that. It's really easy to do that. It's just it's just a hassle to actually send the file over because the video files are big. Oh but my if god! You, if huge. you ask me, if you ask me, I'm more than happy to do that, and I've done that a few times. So, and I'm sure that Lou is willing to do that as well, depending on the circumstances. Um, uh, if you're listening to this and this episode came out five years before the time you're listening to this, maybe I might be charging for that now. So <laughs> if anything, and, just say, uh, mixing music podcast and suddenly there's a discount code. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just say that and we'll give you a discount for being a listener. Uh, the third and final sponsor for this podcast is DistroKid. If you've been meaning to release your music regularly, which I highly recommend as a marketing expert, and the, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the best ways that you can create your own success is by being successful or consistent with your content creation. DistroKid is one of the best tools for that. It is a music distribution platform where you can get your music onto Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, blah, 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 Tidal, all these other streaming services, streaming, uh, yeah, streaming services through DistroKid. And what you do, typically speaking, up until now, before DistroKid, you'd have to pay per release. And it got a little bit costly and you're not really motivated to be consistent with your work. But the great thing about DistroKid is that you can release music and you only pay a yearly fee. Now, there are some add-ons you can do that I, you don't actually necessarily have to use them at all. But in general, you can release as much music as you want in a year for the yearly fee. And if you go to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash distro kid, then you can get 7% off your next yearly subscription. So one more time, that's mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash distro kid. I've used distro kid for three of my labels and hundreds of songs. And it's also a really easy play way to split your revenue from streams from distro kid. Uh, it's, it's awesome. They've got done a really great job. So I highly recommend it. I use it personally. Uh, on that note, let's go on to tip number three of ways to get faster at your DAW. And number three is is short and simple. I don't want people to sign off on this, but really the idea of practicing your DAW, spending time with it. And what I mean by that is is a combination of don't get too comfortable and get comfortable. You want to get comfortable by building habits and offloading the pro brain processing you know, the thought processes that slow down your workflow, 
you want to get comfortable in that sense. But you don't want to get so comfortable that you stop discovering new ways to get faster. Oh, yeah. You should consistently, like Lou, I'm sure you and I have both figured out new tips or new tricks with Pro Tools that have slightly increased the speed of the workflow. And the last version, even. Every version, because they come out with new features. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, for the new year, one of my goals for January 1st, if you're hearing this in the year 2022 in the past, whatever, um, is to actually update the, the free vocal template. Because there's things that, even though I've been using the same template for years, there's things that periodically I will add to it or modify because it's like, oh, you know what? The workflow would be better like this. Oh, you know what? Plugin processing would be better if it worked like this. Uh, For instance, one of the newest additions that's not currently on the vocal template that I give for free is uh, my writer tracks. My uh, Instead of actually having a separate bus for all that kind of stuff, like I have in other templates, I actually now have concept tracks. But that's just a workflow difference. It's after getting into so many sessions, working with people, and finding where all the mud in your workflow is, is learning to clear away that mud. Like, for instance, the reason I think concept tracks are so useful is because I'll be recording with Keisha and she'll say, okay, let me get a take. Let me get a take. And we might do 30 takes and she might like five or six of those ideas. If I only have four lead tracks that I drag down to, I don't want to have to keep duplicating lead tracks because each one's a different idea that she might want to hold on to or not. Uh, on the just keep takes you know i'm still playlisting everything but instead i throw them up to the concept and whichever concept she likes then i'll actually put that to the comp track and that comp is the what she'll then re-record and that will go on to the lead track it keeps the session so organized so efficient that a lot of the headaches that existed before that took away time is now just gone now i'm back to efficiency but this is still, you know, 12 years, 13 years in where it's like, no matter how long you're doing this, you're still going to find new ways. I'm not the greatest engineer out there. I know plenty who are better than me. I know there's plenty of those that look up to me and say, I want to get to your point. There's many that I look at that I think the same exact way because some people have figured out such great and efficient ways to move that even if I wanted to get comfortable, I'm going to eventually walk in front of somebody who's going to outdo me tenfold, you know? so. Get a mentor, learn some lessons, but try to learn something new every time. Get 1% better every day. See how you're doing in 100 days. Absolutely. That's great. So number three is practicing, Lou. And just like Lou said, you should always be looking, like look up the features of the new update and see how it can actually help you. So uh, that's uh, number three is is constantly update, keep practicing. Uh, what's at stake? This is important. Uh, and I, we've talked about it briefly before, but number one, what's at stake if you don't learn how to record fast? Number one, you're going to probably lose clients. You're going to yeah. upset clients or at least you're not going to impress them. And yeah. here's the deal. You need to be faster than average. You need to be so quick that it makes everybody else look slow. That's how you impress clients. And also, every time, if you, do, if you aren't fast enough, there's a th- certain threshold where you're going to piss off clients. You're just, they're just not going to want to come back. So number one, get fast because you, you can't gain clients if you don't. Number two, make more money per hour. When you start mixing, most likely than not, you're paying per song or per project. You're getting paid per song, per project. And if you are not quick, then you're going to get paid less per hour. Imagine being able to do two or three mixes a day instead of only being able to do one every three days. 
And that is the power. That is going to be a dramatic income change, and you're going to see that. Uh, but now the question just becomes, how do you get so many people to get, <laughs> want to do projects with you? Now it becomes a, a problem of clients, right, a number of clients. Uh, and uh, it also does do it with confidence. If you've been working with clients a lot, um, this was uh, – where was this? This was – oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to – I have advice from a very polarizing, I'm not going to bring him up because it's a very polarizing uh, person that said this, but it's a very good one. One of the best things that you can have in your store, for example, is a long line, but you want to be able to control that line by going through, like picking up the pace, checking people out faster. So the store looks busy and you can maximize the amount of income that you have. But uh, anyway, so that's just the idea. It's like, just be fast. Number three, what's at stake is your inspiration, your ability to mix better, to record better, to make better music. That is at stake. And I think this is the most important one. You need to mix faster. You need to learn how to record faster. You need to learn how to master faster. It's okay to take the time to contemplate things, but recognize when it's your inability to use a DAW that's slowing you down versus you contemplating a decision. I think those are very two different things. You 0% of your brain should be used to figure out how your DAW works. Yeah, That's honestly, if you need time to contemplate on things, just do your mix fast, do it as creatively as you can and as confident as you can. And if you still have time in your deadline budget, then listen to it again with fresh ears tomorrow. Yeah. Honestly speaking, just you don't have to do eight hours in one day. You can do eight hours over the course of four days if they give you a two week budget. So what's at stake? Number one, you looking like a fool. You don't want to be doing that. Number two, you not making as much money. Number three, you not making as good music. So that's why it's important to learn learn a DAW. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We're going to end the episode here. Thank you, Lou, for joining me as always. Oh, Subscribe yeah. to us on YouTube at Master by Lou at DK Mixes on YouTube. I just hit 2,200 subscribers. Dude, finally, congrats. Yeah, finally, finally. I'm barely going. at 236. There you go. Slowly growing. So subscribe to us, support. We appreciate your love. Um, we have a few sponsors coming your way. I'm really, really excited. Really excited about these sponsors. There's two that we're finalizing deals with. One of them just sent another hyperlink for a specific discount. Oh, we yeah. want to get y'all discounts. We want to make sure that y'all are able to mix music from home or, f- or make it a living. That's kind of our goal. I think I think that's the goal and purpose is to help people transition from making music for fun to making music professionally. I think that's, I'm, I'm saying this out loud. That's the purpose of this podcast. And what I mean by professionally is, is not just exclusively making money. I'm not trying to get people to make no money to be making money necessarily exclusively. What I'm also trying to do is get people from making amateur mixes, amateur productions to professional productions, even if you make no money from it. And uh, I hope, I think the best in both worlds is that you both make money from it, more money from it, make a living if you want to, as well as make better music. So I, I hope to transition everyone to make more professional music. So on that note, thank you so much for listening and supporting us over the years. I'm feeling extra grateful today because of Thanksgiving, I guess. Uh, and uh, I appreciate y'all. Happy mixing, my friends. And stay saucy. If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. 
Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.